God's Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. This is Will Rice, and First Light is a brief Bible challenge encouraging you to read God's Word, to think about God's Word, and to live it in real life. The other week, my wife and I were traveling home from North Carolina. We stopped for lunch off the interstate, and after we got our lunch drive through and we were headed back towards the interstate, we saw a man that kind of wandered from the edge of the road into the highway. It was a four-lane highway accessed by the interstate. And uh, as the car ahead of us went past this man, it was obvious that he was walking straight for the car and kind of looking at the car and talking to himself, maybe yelling. He, He seemed like he was kind of angry. As we got closer, he changed his gaze, locked in on me, and started walking straight to my truck. And he looked like he was really upset, and he looked like he was talking to himself. And like he was about to yell at me. And so my wife and I were talking instantly. I just said, hey, stop. Uh, I need to concentrate on what's going on here. Um, I didn't know whether to flee or to fight. And thankfully, I didn't have to do either one. We we slipped by and he was safe last I saw and and we were safe. But the man was was clearly not all in his right mind. In Mark chapter 5, we read about a man who was poorly clothed, which is to say he wasn't clothed. He was badly cut. He cut himself with sharp stones. And then um, he was clearly crazy. The Bible says he had an unclean spirit. Now, this is language that is not familiar to us, but this indeed happened. And this was something where man was under the influence and the rulership of not the Lord, but of the devil and and those whom he controls. And so this is the man that uh, confronted the Lord Jesus. Long story short, Jesus delivered this man from that bondage. Here was a man that could neither be freed nor bound. The people in the area tried to bind him, and he he broke loose repeatedly. Um, And yet they could not free him. And Jesus did just that. Now, what's interesting is the contrast in responses from the people of the area and the man whom Jesus delivered. Verse 17 says, And they began to pray him, to depart out of their coasts. When they saw this man sitting and clothed and in his right mind, they were afraid. They had they weren't afraid of the crazy man. They were afraid of, of what had happened. The, the status quo had been changed. And their own economy seemed to be threatened by the change of status quo. On the other hand, verse 18 says, And when Jesus was coming to the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. So one group said, please go, and one, one man said, please stay or let me stay. Now, what is important to you? In the case of these people that were in the area, uh, it was their hogs. The hogs had been, uh, basically the, the hogs had been destroyed because of uh, what happened after Jesus delivered this man. Um, to Jesus, the man was important. So they had more compassion on their own hogs than they had on this neighbor, this man. What's important to you? You know, you might ask your phone. Uh, most of us, our iPhone knows us better than our own mama. What we, what we ask, how we spend our time, what we look at, what is important? You know, I might, if someone asks you, what, what is important to you? You might give them an answer. And sometimes we think something is important, but sometimes our, our own actions betray us. Verse 21 tells us that when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, many people were waiting for him. Uh, Luke, I believe it is, said there were many that were gladly received him for for they were waiting for him. 
So anytime there's a group that's ready to, to reject Christ, there's another group that is waiting for him. The bottom line is that this man who was delivered and this group who had lost their, their, their currency, their money, their hogs, they had different priorities. And we know that because one group said to Jesus, please stay, and, and someone else said, please go. You know, your priorities are indicated by what you say no to. Actually, priority should be a, a singular. It's prior. What is prior in importance and in place? What is, there can only be one thing that is most important at any given time. But your priority is indicated by who you say no to. Or you could say who you say yes to. You know, these people said um, no to Jesus. And so it indicated what was important to them. It wasn't, it wasn't his work. It was their hogs. You know, someone has said a lack of priority is a lack of time. Or rather, a lack of time is a lack of priority. You know, all of us have things we want to accomplish. And you might well think, there's no way I can do everything I need to do today. And I, we, I can sympathize with that for, for sure. But at the end of the day, do you think God is going to put more on you than you are able to accomplish in a day? Now, either, either God is doing that, and that would seem to be unjust from a God who is the, the origination of justice, or there are clearly things in most of our lives that seem important but are not. That, mean, that means that there are things that we think we must do that maybe we don't have to do. And that comes down to what is most important. A lack of time is often a lack of priority. Where, where does God fit in your life? You know, sometimes people say, well, I just don't have time to, to read my Bible. I don't have time to, to study God's Word. I don't have time to take my worries, my cares, my needs, my my thanksgiving to God. I, I just don't have time for that except in a superficial way. To which I'd reply, well, what's important? What is important to you? A lack of time is a lack of priority and your priority is indicated by who you say no to. If I'm saying no to God, it doesn't matter what my mouth is saying. My actions are saying that God is not uh, prior in importance to the other things that are taking my time. Um, you know, the wrong priorities are a lack of perspective. There were hogs, there was this man, and Jesus drove out the, the uh, legion from this man and sent them into the swine, the, into the hogs. And some cared more about their hogs than they did about this man. They were more fearful of what Jesus had done than they were of the man when he was crazy. So every yes in your life that is meaningful, that is positive, is one by the character to say no. What's important to you today? What are you saying no to today? And who are you saying yes to?